Hey guys, and welcome to another edition of the Hoopjack Podcast Series. I'm your host, Christopher Armistead, and we're having some technical difficulties, so it's just going to be me tonight. So uh, we have a lot to talk about, including our Hooper profile tonight. Um, but we're going to get right get started right off the bat. So big news in the NBA right now. So there have been talks with you know Damian Lillard and you know wanting to go to Philly, and they just shut that down. You know. Portland was like, we're not trading him, we're not getting rid of him, we're not doing anything like that. So it begs the question, is it mainly like a media circus that wants to do that? Um, But I think with the fact that, you know, we need to see where Dame is right now with the status in Portland and you know even Portland could try to do a trade for um Ben Simmons and not have to get rid of Dame Lillard Dame or McCollum or any of their big or Nurkic or any of their big players so it'll be interesting to see how that goes throughout you know what could happen uh, other big news in the NBA world right now is Co- Steve Kerr, coach of the Warriors, has is finalizing a deal to become the next Olympic coach for the men's team for the 2024 Olympics, I believe, are in France. So he's taking the reins over from Pop, who has had a great, you know, run. Um, but none other than you know Mike Shashevsky, who's been a coach. You know Bob Knight, who's been a coach. It'll be interesting to see Steve Kerr, who has been on a, who is a, you know, great role player, amazing coach, um, in that spotlight to where he is now. So, it's good to see where he's going with that. Um, and also in the world of the NBA, we got some big games, you know, coming on this week. So far that I see, is a great matchup between. Mavericks and the Pacers, you know, close one right there. You have the Hawks and the Nets. Um, You also have a good matchup with the Suns and the Celtics. You know, it's pretty slow Friday tonight. So, uh, and it'll pick back up on Saturday with the Jazz going to Washington to play the Wizards. We have a good Eastern Conference matchup in the Bulls versus the Heat. Some of the top teams in the East. And going into Sunday... We have, you know, it's kind of the luck of the draw. We're kind of at the road now where we kind of see, you know, some of the top teams playing against the not-so-top teams. And, you know, Lakers, Magic, Nets, Pistons, Pelicans, Spurs, it's kind of a wash. So it will. And then also in the talks, you know, with the MVP race right now, it's been interesting to see how we're doing that right now. Uh, Top 14 Right now, pretty much all, pretty much getting votes right now. We have at 14, we have Zach Levine of the Bulls, who's having, you know, a good start to the season. That Bulls team has been, you know, had a hot start, but now they're kind of leveling out. Um, same with uh, 13, we have 13, Donovan Mitchell. We have number 12, we have 12 at with Embiid. Uh, 11, we have Paul George. So it's kind of the teams who, you know, you don't see, they're kind of even or middle of the road or even less than, middle of the road so it's interesting to see what how i mean you know they're all stars so they're gonna get votes Uh, and then at 10 we have trey young uh you know he's still playing the best that he can with atlanta atlanta's still at the middle of the pack and at number nine we have luka Doncic, still middle of the pack those two 
really middle of the pack teams. And then you have guys who have, you know, are showing the spotlight. We have at number eight, Devin Booker. Number seven, Jimmy Butler. Number six, DeMar DeRozan. You have teams who are there, but they're kind of second behind. Like Devin Booker is being is behind Chris Paul. You know, Jimmy Butler right now, Tyler Hero is, you know, getting up there because he's the potential sixth man of the year. And you have DeMar DeRozan, who again is still doing the best he can at his, like right now, but behind Lonzo. And I'm not saying Lonzo's getting votes, I'm saying the type of play that's going on. Uh, number five in the top five, you know, number five we have Chris Paul who is playing phenomenal basketball, not only at his age, but uh, at the way that this season is going, you know, coming off a of finals loss. So he, and he wants it bad. He wants it bad. Uh, number four, you have um, Jokic, who won it last year due to a couple question, question marks here and there. So interesting to see. Where he's at. Number three, we have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Number two, Kevin Durant. And number one, of course, being Steph Curry. Steph Curry right now in a league of his own. Way ahead of the pack, I feel, with first place votes. Durant and Giannis are close. It is set. Durant has more points, but Giannis has more first place votes with three. Durant has two. And Steph has a lot. So... It'll be interesting to see how that race goes throughout the rest of the regular season. And, you know, like we said, like we have done before with the record-wise. So, like we've talked about before, Jake and I have a bet going on to see where teams will fall with their win record from last season to this season. And right now, with, you know, some of these teams, it's going to be close. Like, not even halfway through the year, we're looking at teams like they could probably get over. Or even some that are, you know, probably not. And it'll be interesting to see how it goes from there. Um, But for now, moving on from the NBA, we're going to shoot over to college hoops. As, you know, it's been... Purdue got taken off of, you know, the top spot. And not. I think this is also the first weekend that I have seen that college hoops, there, there isn't any. You know, Rutgers, Rutgers beat Purdue off of a last-second shot. Seton Hall beat number seven, Texas. And also, you know, there's no top 25 matchup on Saturday, which I have never seen in a long time. No top 25 team is playing on Saturday. Um, so it will be interesting to see with that. Another thing that I we had talked about in the last episode was the fact that women's basketball, women's college hoops, does not have a fair one-and-done policy. And continuing on with that topic, we looked into it and said the WNBA had talked to, had conversations about it within their collective bargaining agreement meetings, but was not enough to kind of focus on the, what the major pro, major things that were going to be accomplished. And so now that conversation will have to be on hold until 2027 when the collective bargaining agreement runs out. So, and Sue Bird, who 
is on the union executive council did a did talk about the fact that there should be an opportunity for women's college players to have that opportunity to go one and done and i agree like we've talked about you know there's been years where there's been top women's basketball players and they need to have their shot for a one and done men's have it we need we need that for women i feel it would be give them the opportunity to even start, you know, make it a career out of what they're good at, you know, is giving everybody a chance, equal opportunity. Cause you know, it, it, it should be a time. We need it. We, we need to get to that time where we can do that. So I know this, it was short guys, but we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have our one-on-one Hooper profile with university of Memphis tiger women's basketball star, Tyler Frierson. So stay tuned. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Hoop Jack podcast series. And today for our one-on-one Hooper profile is University of Memphis women's basketball star Tyler, Tyler Frierson. Tyler, it's good to have you on the show. Good to be here. So uh, right out the gate, you actually started uh, playing basketball out in Long Beach, correct? Yes, I did. So I know California, big basketball central Um Talk to me about, you know, what the competition was like and what made you decide on basketball was the route to go. Well, um, honestly, I didn't start playing until my eighth grade year. I was one of those kids that, you know, played every sport growing up, soccer, Mm -hmm. softball, tennis, everything. So you were um, feeling everything out. Yeah. Honestly, my mom had me any, any and everything. So when eighth grade came, I was like, I told her about the basketball team and she was like, okay, like, go ahead. You know, I did it for fun, and then I went to Long Beach Millican for high school, and the coach there, Lorraine Morgan, who still coaches there, she, um, she, I went to, like, one of the little camps that they had or something, and she was like, you're so tall, like, do you play? And I was just like, just for fun, not serious. And she was like, ever since then, she was like, oh, no, we're going to take, we're going to take this serious, like, <laughs> you're going to be good. And I was like, okay. It was like from day one. Yes, like exactly. she could see the potential from mm-hmm. right there. And so then, yeah, yeah. So continue. Um. So then from there on, I mean, I've been playing. I mean, from Millican, I played one year travel ball for West Coast Premier, and I think that really got me exposed to like you know the different competition, different players. I met some really great people playing on West Coast Premier and stuff. So it's been good so far. And that's good to hear. And you mm-hmm. talked about, you know, how big of an impact uh, Millican High School was, and especially your coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the competition like to kind of get you to the point where you're at now as um, well? Well, back in high school, so when I was playing from my freshman year to senior year, our rivalry was always Long Beach Poly. I mm-hmm. mean, it was them and then Long Beach Millican. So I think playing against Poly and that being like a big school and like, you know, the coaches and stuff, and then again, a lot of the girls played on this from that team played on the same AAU team or played against each other in AAU. So I didn't have that AAU experience like most of them did. So you can just tell like the skill level they had and stuff. And then that just exposed me to like a whole bunch of different, the different players that that is. And it was really good competition too. And again, like me and some of the girls from Long Beach Poly are really good friends now. So I think that being the biggest rivalry against us really helped me and shaped me to the player I am today. And that's good. Uh, were you so like you said, you know, you played against a lot of girls who had been a part of the AAU circuit and were mm-hmm. kind of and you got that exposure. Did you ever take part in that? Um, not really. Um, so I didn't pl- I didn't do AAU until 
my summer going into my senior year, I've always, I wanted to do AU, but my high school coach was more like, no, like, just stay, like, you know, just stay with us. We'll, um, you don't have to do AU. You know, we do summer here at, at the school program, does like a little summer team and league and stuff. So again, just do it with us. And again, I was, my senior year, I was like, no, like, I want to do it. I want to see like what it's about and stuff. And so I did it. And it was honestly like, it was so much fun. And I wish I did it a little earlier before going into college. I mean, going into high school and during high school, but that really exposed me to more different players and stuff like that. And what I what I do see through um, the AAU circuit from uh, the times that I do ref, so mm-hmm. I have to make those hard calls, but I do see a level of how the play style is different. Mm-hmm. How, um, it's a different kind of mentality playing from your team in high school versus a you know, a team of your friends or even like local kids. So it's Mm -hmm. the different style and everyone has a different style of play, but how did, like you said, you played for one season, but you did get that experience, Mm -hmm. um, I guess. And then it helped you in the long run to kind of see what advantages and disadvantages are at where people are at. Yes, definitely. You get to, it's, I want to say a little bit more freely. I want to say, um, you get to show off your skills and like what you can do, honestly, because again, you're playing in front of, multiple college coaches and different tournaments and y'all are traveling and stuff. So you really get to play your game and play how you want to play and just go out there and have fun, honestly. Right. And then throughout your, you know, your senior year, you're, I read that you, you won a lot of awards, you know, Mm -hmm. you were playing, you're playing terrific basketball. What uh, made you decide on Wright State? Um, So I wanted, I knew I wanted to go to school out of state. Um, I mean, when you're born in California, I was like, you love California. And I was like, home will always be like, it's always, I'm always gonna be able to go home. Like, I just want to go out and travel and stuff like that. So my out-of-state offers was Wright State and Weber State. All my other um, offers were in-state. And so um, long story short, I was supposed to do a, a visit to Weber State and something happened. So I ended up going to Wright State and did a visit. And as soon as I got off that plane, like, everything just it just felt like home like the coach from the coaching staff to the players and everything it was just it was just really great and so I think especially the coaches had a big part of me um making my decision and so I was like well looks like I'm coming to Ohio (laughs) and you made an impact uh from the jump uh from what I see the team in your time there you won the horizon league tournament in 1819 and also 2021 what were what were those feeling like winning the tournament and getting a ring for you know all the hard work through those seasons honestly like it just felt it was it was a, one of my biggest accomplishments honestly like coming in myself not playing a lot my freshman year in college and then coming in my sophomore year making an impact and then just receipt like getting that ring and stuff it just made it feel like everything happens for a reason. Like you're where you're supposed to be despite the name of the school, where the school is located and stuff. If it's a fit for you, then that's where you, that's where you're supposed to be at. That's where I'm placed. That's where I'm supposed to be. And so that just really just made it. I mean, like that challenge us more to keep going for the rest. I mean, for, keep going every year and stuff. So it was just really good. It was a good feeling. And I did see in that, I believe it was your 20, their last season, the 2020, mm-hmm. 20 to 21 season. Mm-hmm. You guys made the NCAA tournament Yes. First round, you play against Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Big game against Arkansas. You guys pull off the upset. What was that feeling like taking down uh, top school as such as Arkansas? That felt good. I mean, it was it was like I want to say it just 
to see like who right like a lot of people do not expecting us to win and stuff so it just felt good to just prove everybody wrong and just say like numbers don't mean a thing to us you just got to play with your heart and play it and leave it all on the floor and doesn't matter who we're up against like we're going to put a challenge it's apparently it was supposed to be a challenge for us but we overcame it and it, it was a good win for us and it felt and that brought us closer to as a team like it doesn't matter who we play right. like the numbers and who's watching and stuff like that like if we play our best basketball then we can overcome anything because in the tournament anything can happen i mean We've... anything can happen so um and then also you know throughout your time at wright state especially mm -hmm. in the 19 uh 19 to 20 season mm -hmm. you had you got you and everyone in the country was dealing with the pandemic yes dealing with how to handle that situation and i know because my time in college had been done you know as far as <laughs> athletics so i never had to go through that experience like a lot of the current and former college athletes had to go through but how were you able to persevere through that um, both mentally and physically because i know once everything shut down it was kind of like what do we do yeah, in the beginning, it was hard. I mean, really didn't understand, like, okay, like, if we're just, if we're all together, and, like, if we just stay in our own little circle, why do we keep having to wear masks? Why do we have to keep, you know, shutting down all that stuff? Like, it was just, it was a lot for us to take in. But honestly, once we overcame, like, the first shutdown and stuff like that and how we really didn't like that, that feeling and stuff, we honestly just, like, came together and was like, look, in order for us to have a season and to be productive through the season, we need to sit down and just listen to what everyone say, do what we're supposed to do, and let's make history. Let's be the first team that won a championship in a pandemic, honestly. So, but uh -huh. just having to, just realizing that everything happens for a reason, like, if all, just following the rules and make sure everyone's on the same page throughout everything, that really would just kept us grounded and focused to keep winning. And that's good to hear. And were you guys, uh, as a team, being able to kind of, keep watch, keep an eye on each other and, you know, making sure that everyone's doing okay, you know. Yeah, 100%. So, like. Socially distancing and uh, yeah. as well as you can't, you, it was tough as well because once everyone went home, it was like, what do we do? We mm -hmm. just need to keep in contact. We just need to stay close, you know. Mm -hmm. So, we would have, like, um, like, when we first shut down, we had, a, we just had Zoom call meetings, just checking in with everyone, making sure everyone's good. We were, we had roommates who were our teammates, so we had each other, honestly, but just, I mean, Zoom was our best friend through the pandemic, honestly, but um, it was, we had each other, so it was pretty good. And that's good to hear that you guys mm -hmm. still were able to stay close until yeah. now when everything came back. So mm -hmm. now you are at Memphis for your fifth year because uh, obviously you took the advantage of that it was, um, you guys got a free year yes, provided by the NCAA. I I'm doing I did my research and I did see that your coach at Wright State got a job in Memphis mm -hmm. and then you transferred uh there once mm -hmm. she was there was I I don't want to sound like it's a um, coincidence but I mean I'm I'm sure you and your coach are really close but was that one of the mm -hmm. reasons as well uh, yes with your relationship with head coach Katrina Merriweather am I pronouncing that yes, right yes yes so I'm guessing she plays a pivotal role in how you um play you know you're really close with your coach and i can admire that um talk to me about kind of the role that she does to promote and help you guys both on and off the court honestly it's like i want to say it's like having a mom away from home honestly like she mm -hmm. only she doesn't just care about us on the court she cares about us off the court 
So we have so many, like, we have really good conversations with her and stuff. And you can just tell, like, she's a genuine person who really mm-hmm. wants to make sure her athletes do good after they leave. She wants to make sure she makes a really good impact on you. They're four years here. And then what happens to you after once you enter the real world? Um, that really was a big reason why I decided to come to Memphis. Of course, like, the whole coaching staff came. So they already know my style of play. I already know how they run things and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so this being new for all of us, it's been good so far. It's been a really good transition. Um, but yeah, like I said, like Trina, she just played a really big role. So we do these things like in the summer, we'll do like money Mondays, teammate Tuesday and stuff like that. So it's not just all basketball. She really wants to make sure we understand everything that's going on financially with us. Um, just like we do like a book club for, with the team and stuff. So we just, honestly, it's just, it's just so much that she does. And like she puts into us, you can tell that she's a genuine coach and really cares about her players off the court and on the court, honestly. And that's great to hear that you have that relationship with your coach that through no matter what can happen, you can always go to her. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we all need that in a coach that can just, we can be, they can be there for us. Exactly. No matter what. Um, so you guys are doing uh, well throughout the season right now. You're sitting at seven and two, mm-hmm. which is very impressive uh, for the start. So congrats on that. Thank you. Um, thank you. You have uh, upcoming on the 14th at Towson. You mm-hmm. actually have two away at Towson and at Howard and mm-hmm. next home game is at on the 20th against Nichols. Uh, talk, I have talked to a few other uh, interviewees that I've done for uh, throughout the basketball world, both uh, men's and women's. And what's the, um, how, how many with the capacity is everyone able to come in? Is it kind yes. of a little or so it's everybody? Mm-hmm. We're back to the full capacity. So how does that make you feel being able to have that fan ambiance and that fan enthusiasm in your games? Um, it feels good. It feels good to have fans back. Um, uh, not having it last year really played a part in the season two, I want to say. I mean, you don't have people, you know, cheering you on and stuff. You can They always say you can hear us through the TV and stuff like that, but – um it's been really good and this being me being new to Memphis and stuff you can tell like this is really a basketball city they really care about women and men's basketball and so I mean we have a really good crowd every home game and we even have fans at away games which is surprising to me because I'm like you guys drove all the way out here like that's crazy (laughs) but um it feels good it's really good to be back and just having fans and hearing people cheer your name on and stuff like that so uh any any plans for after graduation? I, cause I see the, you know, the stat line, you know, you have, you've had one monster career at through Wright state and Memphis. Have you thought about plans for after college? I have, I have, um, again, it's all, it's still in the air. I would just tell myself, I'm going to just have fun right now and make that decision. Once I'm done playing at the end of the season, um, I do plan on finishing my master's. Um, but right now it's just really up in the air. If I, depending on how the rest of the season go, how I'm feeling and stuff like that, of course I would love to keep playing. And then if not, um, I mean, going into coaching or something like that would be really good for me too. And that's good to hear that you have thought about what mm-hmm. opportunities are out there and what can yeah. happen in the near future. Um, I did, I did see that um, you are um, with the NIL, you partnered up with barstool and everything or were you also a part of i believe clutch lifestyle athletics mm-hmm. is that true yes um and you also have your own podcast called off the court yes 
So uh, talk to me about off the court. Okay, so my teammate and I, she's another fifth-year senior. Her name is Elena Davis. Um, we got this opportunity to work with Grind City Media, and it's a media network out here that works with the Grizzlies. Um, they came up with this idea about starting a podcast, you know, just to talk about, honestly, anything we want. So we decided to talk about being a Division One athlete, like women's basketball, talk about the rankings and stuff like that, and then also just talk about, you know, like, life struggles that we go through as an athlete if it's mental health you know how to how we handle all that stuff and then just getting guest speakers which is our teammates or other athletes at the school on the in the country that we know and stuff like that so we're just really just talking about just our life as a division one athlete and how we handle all the stress and all that stuff like that and it being our fifth year and so how we're handling that too but off the court we um have a new episode coming out every monday and it's on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, and Spotify as well. So that's good to hear that um, that uh, that media, the media opportunity that you guys mm-hmm. get, as well as you know working with you know the city of Memphis, mm-hmm. and like you said, it's a part of the you know the Grizzly organization. You know, sports are everywhere and around, and mm-hmm. also being able to tell your story through that, as well as you know a, di- a Division One athlete's perspective on handling everything at once. You know, school yeah. sports. You know everything else in between. So it's good to hear that you guys are given that opportunity to kind of give the firsthand experience. Yes. Thank you. Uh, No problem. And my last question uh, to you, since you've had such a great career uh, and, you know, work doesn't stop. What advice would you give to a high school hooper wanting to play at the college level? That's a good question. Um, Honestly, I would just say, just have fun with it. And when it's coming into college and, you know, everyone's making their decision and stuff and don't think about the name of the school or where the school's located and stuff like that or how well they do. I mean, how well they do, of course. But honestly, just go to a school that fits you, fits your style of play and where you feel like you're at home. Don't let people, you know, get in your ear like, oh, this isn't a big school. Oh, they don't have this and that. Like, it doesn't matter. What matters is if you make an how that school's going to impact you and if you make an impact on that school. And honestly, just have fun and leave it all on the court. Like, take advantage of everything because there's no do-overs and going back. Honestly, just have fun. Some wise words. I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Thank you. So thank you, Tyler, for coming on the show. I can't wait to see what you and the Tigers do this season, what, you know, how to finish off such a stellar college career. And, guys, make sure to check her out, the rest of the Memphis women's program out, as well as her podcast, Off the Court, which, like you said, it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And just check just check her out. Looking forward to seeing what you guys do in the future. Best of luck to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. No problem. All right, guys, we'll be right back with more Hoop Jack, so stay tuned. Welcome back, guys. I hope everyone enjoyed that interview that we had with her. Uh, make sure to go check out Tyler and the rest of the Memphis Tiger women's basketball program this season. Look forward to see how they do. Looking forward to see what kind of what career path she has in store for the end of the season. So, I know, you know, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to go into our little Danos, um, would you rather, uh, not really a would you rather segment. We're going to do, we're going to combine our mindful moment with our Danos segment. It's going to be our Danos mindful moment. And before we get into our mindful moment, I want to talk about, you know, Dano's is very delicious seasoning. They're fantastic. But I also want to talk about their new, their holiday deals in the month of December. So running from now until Christmas Day, there are a dollar, 
A dollar koozie can be added on at checkout, whatever, whatever you are purchasing. Also, running from now until Christmas Day, gift cards are at $50 or more. $50 or more are 40% off. So, for example, if you bought a $50 gift card, it'll be taken off, it'll be $30. It'll be $30 purchase for a $50 gift card. So, that's a deal right there. Running from uh, December 10th until December 12th, there's free shipping on all three variety packs of Dano seasoning, which is a deal you can ask me and Jake. Mm, I didn't know Jake would enjoy that deal. And also running from and then running from December 12th until the 19th, there's a free mystery hat with a purchase of any 20 ounce variety pack. So be on the lookout for those Danos deals this holiday season. I know I'm excited. Jake's excited. We all love Danos. We couldn't do what we do without Danos. And guys, make sure to go check them out on our link tree. Click on the Danos link. Make sure to use coop, hoop, use code HoopJack at the end of your purchase. It not only helps them, but it helps us. Danos, yum yum good. And so for our mindful moment, I looked into this uh, saying, or this quote, not really a quote, but more of what I heard, overheard. And... I, uh, it, it, it was what I heard was that you, if you are tired every day, that means that you are accomplishing something. You are trying to work hard to progress to what you want to do. Now, being a teacher, I am tired every day, but I also know I'm working towards a goal. And especially with this, I am working towards a goal with this. Me and Jake are working towards a goal with this. And I feel that this is going to be one of the next best things in basketball sports podcast was is this opportunity that we have right now with the hoop jack podcast and i couldn't do it without jake and we couldn't do it without you guys and especially our profilers you know but i know that working hard and being tired at this means that it will grow it will be better and we can't do that without you guys so again i want to thank you guys so much for tuning into the show and that's going to be it for our show. I know it was short. This is going to be one of our shorter episodes. We had we and like I said, we did have a problem with, you know, the links and anchors, so that's why it's only a one-man show tonight. But be on the lookout for our next episode on Monday and more about our schedule will come out on Monday. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure to donate to the channel. We want to be able to keep us have us keep growing and have us bring bring you guys some of the exclusive interviews that we have with the hoop jack podcast series we want to be able to provide you guys with nba news ncaa news even you know our hooper profiles we couldn't we couldn't do this show without them and i want to be able to give back to the athletes who have done the hard work that they do uh not only on the court but off the court as well so anything helps so make sure to check on our link tree donate to the channel you can also like i said again earlier make sure to check out dano seasoning check out the entire series on the podcast on apple apple podcast spotify anchor especially or any other site that you feel that we would be on there anything helps the more the merrier and don't be a bystander be a hooper and keep balling peace